That's awesome. That's awesome. Come on, give it up for the worship team one more time. That's awesome. Oh, man, good stuff. Well, I hope everybody's doing well tonight. So glad to see you here at Oktoberfest. How many of you guys ready for some chili? How many of you are more excited about the cornbread? I'm in that camp right there. How many of you just don't care? You just want to eat. How many parents are ready to start taking all your kids candy? Where about that one? Right? There's that group at, right? All right. Well, hey, so glad that you're here tonight. Uh, my name is Pastor Jamie. I'm the campus pastor at Williamsburg. If you do not know who I am, Pastor Fred is not here this evening. He is at his 25th college uh, reunion. And uh, so they're out there celebrating that. If you have not seen his picture of his freshman year at college, you need to go on Facebook and look at it even now because it's amazing. Just Top Gun. Just think that, right? Um, it's an absolutely amazing picture. I'm telling you, I've never seen somebody that has so many unique looks at different stages in their lives. Right? I mean, it's just so crazy. I mean, there's just pictures of, of him when he was a kid to when he was in high school to when he was college to when he didn't have his beard. It's totally every single time he missed his calling as a spy or something, right? He could, he could pull it off. And so, but they wish they could be here tonight, but we're excited about tonight and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of fun um, tonight. Uh, they told me that I was going to have 15 minutes and they've given me 24, so you're in for a treat. All right, so here we go. Just kidding. Maybe, maybe I'll finish up. Maybe I'll finish up in time for you to get chilly early. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever believe a preacher when he says that. All right. Hey, so we're going to be just talking, just sharing a thought with you this evening. Just, I just had, I felt like God just laid in my heart for tonight. Um, kind of goes a little bit along. We've been having a sermon series we've been doing at both campuses it's called Project Hope. And it kind of goes along with hope. And it's just something I felt like God just gave me for tonight. So, man, maybe this is for you. And uh, maybe God just specifically has you here tonight. Um, just so that you can know that he notices you, that he sees you, and that he has a purpose for you. And if you've never been in church before, and this whole thing's new to you, and you're kind of like, I don't know what's going on, there's a bunch of people in costumes, and there's food, and there's crazy music, and that dude was a little scary up there just singing right now, like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. We all just believe that we're here, and what we believe is God's family, and his house, and that he's brought us together so that we could discover more of who he is, by being in community together, and in that, that we discover who we're supposed to be and what destiny he's called us. And, and I hope tonight that you get a little bit of a glimpse. If you don't know who God is and you don't know what church is, maybe you get a little bit of a glimpse of what God's speaking to you. And tonight, if you are a regular in the church, and this is your church home, or you're just here visiting, but you go to church as well, I believe God's got a word for you tonight. And uh, I think God is just wanting us all just to look a little bit deeper into ourselves and say, what can we do for you and how can we live our lives full on for you? So let's read some scripture real quick and then uh, we're going to pray and jump into this thing. I'm going to be in Colossians tonight, one of my favorite books. So if you want to go ahead and open up your Bibles there or turn on your glowing screens to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If you're wondering what I'm dressed like, this is my attempt of dressing like Pastor Fred. As you know, as you know, he is somebody that conceals and carries, and so I went to the extreme. I'm prepared for tonight. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. 
And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Verse 5, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, and malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. God, I pray in the next few minutes as we take a chance just to look through your word, God, I pray that you speak to us. God, I pray that our expectations are not met tonight in this moment and in this time of being in your presence. God, I pray that our expectations are exceeded. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit comes into this place and that you divinely do something in each one of our hearts as we listen to your word. And so, God, I pray in the next few moments, Lord, that you just help us to hear from you. And God, in those moments, that you will do something in us that causes us to step deeper into the life that you've called us to. So God, we thank you for that, and we thank you for chili and good people and all kinds of fun stuff. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So this is my attempt at a costume. Um, one, I thought it was just kind of fun, you know. Uh, mockery is the greatest form of flattery. I think that's how that phrase goes. And so, um, so I, you know, it was that. But also, too, just decorating, you know, just getting dressed up in, uh, in a costume. It's not my forte. Um, I grew up, I don't know if anybody's with me, grew up in a home where um, costumes and those different types of things, that was not a part of your fall activities. Anybody with me out there? All right, so, yeah. Really? Just only a couple? Really? Let's see that again. How many of you, you did not dress up at all in the fall activities or anything like that? Okay, all right, good. I don't feel so alone. I was getting a little insecure and isolated up here. All right, so, that, so it's not my, so it's not really a gift set that I have to dress up in costumes or anything like that. You know, for us, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't do a lot of the, uh, we didn't Halloween stuff. We didn't do those different types of things, you know. Uh, for me, I just can remember one time in the fall just sitting there and it was, it was just a regular night and then came, the sun started to set, dinner was over and and uh, parents started walking around, and my parents are here, so the story's gonna be that much more awesome. But so, you know, they're walking around the house, and they're turning off the lights and stuff, and they move us all to the back corner of the house, and we're sitting back there in the back corner. The sun finally sets, it's dark. All the lights are off in the house, except for one little lamp, and we're just sitting there, and we're just talking, you know, back in the corner. And then all of a sudden, somebody knocks on the door. And I mean, as a kid, I mean, I was probably like 10, 11 years old, you know. And so as a kid, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. We don't ever do this. I don't know what's happening right now, right? And so I'm just sitting back there. And then all of a sudden, somebody knocks on the door. And my heart starts beating a little bit. I'm like, what's happening, right? I don't know what's taking place. Are we hiding right now? Is there someone coming to take me? Is that what's going on? I'm not sure what's happening. And so my heart's racing a little bit. And, and instead of my parents getting up to answer the door, they turn off the light that we had and it gets that much darker in the house and I'm like, what's happening right now? And I'm like, dad, who's at the door, you know? And, and they're just sitting there and they're just like, you know, I'm sitting there and pissing me, you know, I oh, mean, somebody's mad or somebody's upset, you know, or whatever else. They're like, it's little, little Bobby next door. He's trying to get candy, it's Halloween. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? Why aren't we gonna help Bobby out, you know? And Bobby just wants a Butterfinger, you know? But our response is, is no, the only thing you're gonna find at our house is the darkness that's in your soul. Right? And so Bobby just turns away and walks, and then nothing happens. And then I went to school the next day, as I always did. And I was the kid that without the bag of pop, without the popcorn. <laughs> That's what we did, is ate popcorn. Without the bag of candy. And I was that kid that was just sitting there, just like, man, what is this thing about? So Halloween's never really been a big thing for me, decorating or dressing up or any of those things. Never really been something I've done. And then when we had kids, I didn't know what to do with that. 
Michelle was excited about it. That's something that she always did. And so we didn't really know what to do. And, and Braden, when he had just gotten born, um, it was a few months, you know, um, it was about six months after he was born, and we were finally at that stage of starting to like him. You know what I'm talking about? Um, he's like sleeping, he's starting to get a personality, and so, you know, we're like, oh, this is cool. And Michelle had been researched, she found this little lion costume, and it was just the cutest thing in the world, so we couldn't resist, and so we got them this little lion costume, and we were like, oh, let's go trick-or-treating, we've done this, I've never done it, let's do this, you know, go out and check it out, and so we take him out, and one of our best friends, you know, we're still super close with her, we've known her ever since college, and she's actually the reason we're together, and she was there, she's like four foot nothing, and I was just like, hold on, hold on. I've got a way to make this night even that much more amazing. We're just gonna take a sheet and we're gonna put it over you and cut some holes out of your eyes. Because you would look like about an eight-year-old, right? And you are gonna go trick-or-treating with us, right? She's like 25 years old. And we're like, we're gonna take you door-to-door with our child, right? And so we're going around with this 25-year-old dressed up like this horrible-looking ghost, right? And this adorable little baby lion. You know, when we were knocking on doors, people had to be like, what is wrong with you, that poor child? You love this one, you obviously don't love that one, you know? And so we're, we're sitting there and we're going door to door and I loved it because every time we go to the door, like there's somebody, like especially like the older ladies, it's so awesome, they'd be like, oh, what a wonderful ghost you are, you know? And they'd start giving her candy or whatever else and she'd be like, hee hee hee, and she'd like this little laugh. We were dying, it was the funniest thing in the world. We thought it was so amazing and we got all this candy and I just took all the Butterfingers and remember Bobby in that moment and tried to find some emotional healing, but that moment, that situation, I was thinking about it in this moment, and I just really feel like, as I was praying about this service, that's what God gave me, is just that glimpse and that thought. Andrea, she was 25 years old, but yet she was dressed up like a ghost, and people were perceiving her to be the seven, eight-year-old, and they were perceiving this whole situation to be unique and different and, than what it really was. And I thought about that, and I just thought about this thought that God just dropped into my heart that could be for us tonight. And this is going to be aimed mainly for those of us in the church. So if you do not have a relationship with God and you're a little unsure about that, I want you to follow with me just for a little bit tonight and just just get there because I promise you God's got something for you. But this thought that tonight that I just felt like was good for us as followers of Christ, as believers, people who are part of this church, just dropped into it. Thinking about Andrea wearing this ghost costume. My thought was this as I was thinking about this verse and God was just doing these things in my heart and my soul was is that if we want the character of Christ, we've got to stop pretending. See, as a church, what happens a lot of times is as a lot of followers of Christ, as believers, a lot of times what happens in our lives, we look at this verse and, and we want to be at the very end of it, but we don't know what to deal with the middle part. Because in this, right here in verse 5, it says, put, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. And we all know this battle, this thing that's inside of us that, that Paul even talks about in Scripture, that he, he, he wishes he was something that he's not, that he does the things that he wishes he couldn't or didn't do, and, and, and he's going back and forth, and there's this struggle in us. And oftentimes as Christians, what we do is we put ourselves in a place and we say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find myself in this place because I don't know what to do with these things and I don't know how, how to express what's going on in my life and I don't quite feel I'm as perfect as I should be. And so we put on our own little ghost costume. And it puts us in a place that the more that we find security in the ghost costume, more we begin to find our identity and who we can perceive ourselves to be instead of who we really are in Christ. Listen, if you want the character of Christ, which is promised to us, then you have to stop pretending. 
The way to stop pretending is to open yourself up and to expose your weaknesses. You know, to really engage in relationship and to really connect with other people. To really take a moment to take some time and say, I want to know who God is. And the only way that I can know who God is is to pursue Him. And the only way to pursue Him fully is to pursue others and love them the way that He did. And as you do that, what happens is, is you genuinely try to do that. You have to expose who you are and you have to be real about your weaknesses. Now, I'm not saying just to go and broadcast all of your junk on Facebook, all right? I'm not saying that because please don't do that, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll infringe you pretty quick if you do that. But if we're in a relationship, and if there's people that you can find that you can connect with, you need to be honest with them and connect with them and truly expose what's going on in your own heart and your own life. You know, for me, one of the best ways I've known how to do this was modeled to me by someone, and, and, and I've looked at it in my own life and I've done this, is to find somebody who's a little bit further along in your journey. Find somebody who's just, you know, 10 years ahead of you, five years ahead of you in their journey with God. Find somebody who's on the same playing field with you, and then find somebody who's younger. Because the person that's way down on the field, that's been doing this thing a little bit longer, they're going to have wisdom and insight for you that they can speak into your life. They're going to help you to avoid the necessity of jumping hurdles that they've had to jump. And if you find somebody on the same playing field, you can bounce things off and you can be honest about what's going on. And having somebody that's newer in, in the journey, they help to expose some things because they ask questions they, did, they don't know they should ask, Right? And so they ask these questions and it helps us just to go along and really just expose our weaknesses and to go around and just to shed the hypocrisy that is in our lives. And if you're sitting here and you're just like, wow, this is kind of deep, this is kind of hard, I was only supposed to have 15 minutes. But then also too, I'm just telling you, man, the world today, they need a church that's full alive to the power of the Holy Spirit. They need a church that is full alive to the life that God has called each and every individual believer to live. And listen, it is so easy for us because of the things that we deal with and the things that we struggle with, it's so much easier sometimes to take a little sheet and just put it over you, cut some holes out, and to say, ha, I'm getting candy, this is fun, instead of walking out and saying, okay, I've got to put this thing to death. I've got to put it to death, and I've got to walk out this life that God has called me to live. Listen, now is the time to take your mask off because God wants to develop in you a character and shape you to fulfill your destiny. Now is the time to take that off and, and allow God to speak into your situations and shape your character and help you to fulfill your destiny. Listen, as you go through situations and difficult times and you look at the place where you are, those are not moments for you to say, okay, I'm gonna try to pretend to be somebody else. I'm going to try to, to look as I know everything, or I'm going to try to present myself as fully all in, good, happy, go lucky right now in this moment. But just be honest about where you are and about what God has in you, and allow God to work in those situations. Don't try to run out of them, because running away from them is a way to put that little sheet on to put yourself into a place where you're hiding from what God really wants to do in you. Listen, if you open yourself up and say, God, I just want to be honest with you. I just want to know what you have for me. And you step into that place and God begins to shape you and do some things with your character. And as he shapes your character in those situations, in those moments, he begins to give you a fuller understanding of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So we've got to stop pretending if we want the character of Christ. Another thought I had on this as I was just thinking through it. And just thinking about this reality, and just thinking about that moment and, and comparing them in our own walks with God and our own journeys, I had this thought as well is that God not only speaks to us through our life story, but he 
does to others also. So listen, your life and your situation and what you're going through, it's something that other people need to hear. The reality of how you're walking through it with God and the honesty and the authenticity and the genuineness of how you're allowing God to work in you is something that other people need to see. In verse 9 here in chapter 3, it says this. It says, if I can find it, don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Listen, don't lie to each other. Don't say, hey, you know what? You walk into church and there's somebody you know and you're really connected with and you just look at them and you say, hey, you know, how's everything going? It's going amazing. I'm so excited to be here. And you just fought the entire way here. The last place you want to be here is here, right? You'd rather be anywhere else and you just, oh, I'm so excited. I'm getting a lot of blank stares, so either I just hit really home. No? But there's these things, these moments where we can go through and we're just, I want to push other people away and we want to put ourselves in a moment of isolation and try to find a place where we can feel secure. And it gives us our wants or our desires in a moment. And I just feel like, listen, for us, we just need to hear tonight, maybe this is just for me and I'm preaching just for me, so it's so great. Be a church family, right? But listen, sometimes we can put ourselves in a place and we go through and we just, we feel like, we're showing everything that we should show, but everything inside of us is not lining up. It's not matching up. There's just things missing, and we feel like we're grasping, but yet we're just smiling. We're smiling, and when it's harder to smile, we go and find a fake smile, and we buy it, we put it on, right? Listen, that's not the life, that's not the fullness, not the abundant life that God promises to us through Jesus Christ. We need to open ourselves up and say, I'm going to stop pretending, and I'm going to stop lying, and I'm going to say, you know what, God's doing something in me, shaping my character in me, and I'm going to learn as I go through life. I'm going to make mistakes, right? I'm going to make mistakes, but you know what? God's doing something I'm going to learn, and as I learn and as I genuinely pursue him, he's going to help others to know him and see him as well. And there should be nothing more exciting and encouraging than that. Because listen, as a church, what we could do a lot of times is we can walk through life and we can say, hey, you know what? I'm good, everything's great, but yet when people look at us, they say, I don't know, it doesn't quite seem like it. What we want people to look at is to say, you know what, they're living their life out, and they say, you know what, man, that person, they're just jacked up as I am, but there is something different about them. There's a peace that's there, there's a joy that's there, there's just a fullness that's there that I want that. And even in our mess and even in our chaos, in that moment, we can communicate the strength and the power of the living God. So we need to go through and find how we can possibly do that. And here's the last thought that I just have for you tonight, and then I'm going to give one little thought here in just a second. So listen, the process of this is, is that as we go through and God begins to do his work in us, what happens a lot of times is, is we're trying to pursue God. What really is, we're trying to pursue an idea of his image. And if you really stop and think about it, a lot of times that image looks a lot like you. It looks a lot like your wants. It looks a lot like your desires. But listen, as God does his work in you, he doesn't show you the false image of yourself. He shows you the image of his perfect son, Jesus Christ. And he says, listen, that right there, that Jesus and all that is his and all that is him, it's yours. It's promised to you. In verse 10, it says this, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Listen, as a Christian, 
Christ is our all. He's our everything. He's our happiness. He's our hope. He's our joy. He's our peace. He's everything. He's our wants. He's our desires. He's our ambition. He is everything. That's who Jesus is. And when we see him as that, and we pursue him as that, and we take off the sheets, and we just walk out and say, this is who I am, and I'm growing in God, and I'm chasing after God, people are going to look at you and say, wow, there's some mistakes there, but look at what God's doing in their life. And you're going to be in somebody that can encourage another person to do the same. You're going to grow and you're going to experience who God is. And I'm telling you, some of you right now, I know, like, I'm just telling you, I've been praying for you. You feel like you're crawling and God is saying you can get up and not just walk, but you can run. You can sprint. All I'm telling you is, is to stop pretending, to look at me and say, all I want is Jesus and just move everything else away and say, I'm chasing after you. God can begin to not only do something in you and make you a new person, but he can help you to see the destiny that he's created for you, and then he shows you the way to get there. And some of you, you're sitting here just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do there. I feel like in my heart that I'm supposed to do something. God wants me to do it. I just don't know how to get there. The way to do it is to say, God, I'm all in for you. I'm taking the sheet off. Here I am, world. I love Jesus. I'm going to figure it out. And today, if you're sitting in here and you're just like, okay, that's great for Christians. I don't even know who this God is. Hey, it's the same thing. I was there. I remember in my life as, as a teenager going through, man, I went through some sheets. That could be really awkward. <laughs> I'm going to stay there in that moment for a second. But I would take some sheets and just put them on and it'd be a ghost costume, right? And then I was like, I'll just find a different sheet. And I just kept, just kept doing that. Reason, reason I felt like God wanted me to do this is I, I wanted, if you don't know who God is and you don't have a relationship with him, I, I want you to hear that Christians are not perfect and we don't think that we're perfect. I want you to hear that no matter where we are in a relationship with God, that there's still more that we can know of him. There's still more that we can experience of him. And there's still a lot more that we got to get fixed on our own selves. But if you're here tonight and you don't even know who God is, I'm telling you the promise is just as great and just as amazing it is for you and it's just as awe-inspiring for you as it is for me that God wants you to know the purpose that he has for you. Listen, God, the creator of the universe, who spoke the stars into existence, knows who you are and doesn't just know who you are, but has a desire for how you were to live your life. He has a dream of what your life could be and what it could look like. And when he looks at you, he sees all that could be there. And it breaks his heart when you say, I would rather have a sheet and a butterfinger than what God has to offer to me. And so wherever you are in your journey in life, if you know who God is, no matter how long you've been a Christian tonight, if you're sitting in the seat and you're saying, hey, listen, man, I've been doing this thing for three times your life. There is more that you can find in Jesus than you've ever known. And it's our call to say, listen, I want Jesus. I'm going to stop pretending anything that has been holding me back, anything that I put on as a, as, a, as a showing of happiness or joy that is not Jesus. I'm taking it off and I'm turning to him. And if you're in this place tonight and you don't know who Jesus is, you've never seen him before. And there's a connection in your heart. You say, you know what? I know that I've been walking through life pretending. I've been pretending that this job, I've been pretending that this situation has given me happiness, and I know inside the truth. 
I'm a 25-year-old person trying to pass myself off as an 8-year-old to get some candy. And the temporary joy and happiness not sustaining me anymore. And you're looking for another sheet, and I'm just telling you, stop looking for sheets. Look for the person of Jesus Christ. And tonight he's here to say, listen, I see you, I notice you, I don't want you just to live a temporary, insignificant life, but I want you to live a purpose-driven, committed, passionate, full, abundant life through Jesus. Jesus has made it possible. Jesus has made the way for you to do it. And as you look to him and say, I'm all in for him, he begins to do something in you, shape you, and you begin to see him in your life. Instead of seeing your own junk, you see his perfection, and you begin to chase after him that much more, and you begin to see that you are running in this life, and you're fulfilling the dream that God has for you. No matter where you are, I hope that's where you find yourself tonight. So if you will bow your heads and close your eyes. Tonight, if you're in this place, and you say, Pastor Jamie, I know who God is. I know who Jesus is. I've been running after him for a long time. But I do see some areas where I've settled. I see some areas where I've allowed myself to pretend. In a moment when we pray, this is just a moment for us all just to be real and honest and say, God, I don't want to pretend there anymore. God, I want to be honest with you that I'm weak there. I want to be honest with you that I'm broken there. God, I want to be honest and just tell you that I need something. And God, I want you to put people in my life and I want you to put people in my, in my presence that I can be real and honest with and that together we can discover who you are and the plan that you have for us. God, I want to run for you. I don't want to pretend anymore. I don't want to settle for the, the instant gratification of something that's not even mine. God, I, I, want, I want everything that you have for me and everything that you've dreamed for me, everything that you've planned for me, everything that you promised to me. I want that. God, I don't want it just for myself, but I want it for you. And if you're in this place tonight, you're honest with yourself and you say I've been pretending and I've been putting it off there's something inside of me that's telling me I need this Jesus listen scripture says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God not a single one of us is perfect not a single one of us has done anything worthy of God receiving us Each one of us was separated from God because of sin, but Jesus came into this world as fully God, and he came into this world and became fully man. And he lived a perfect life that you and I could not live and died the death that you and I deserve so that we could have a life that we do not deserve. And tonight, if you're in this place, you say, I wanna stop pretending, I wanna stop hiding, and I want to embrace Jesus just between you and I. Just raise your hand. There's nothing you need to do other than to say, that's me, Pastor Jamie. Tonight, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I see those hands. You just put it up and put it right back down. But you say, hey, that's me. I need Jesus tonight. I want to take that ghost sheet off and I want to run. 
I want to know abundant life. I want to know joy. I want to know what it is to be in the hardest of situations, see the world falling around me, to feel nothing but just loss, but yet sense and know joy and peace, to know that I have everything because everything is Jesus. Is there anybody else? I saw numbers of hands. Is there anybody else? One last time. I just want to pray with you real quick. See your hand, buddy. See your hands. Awesome. Jesus, we thank you for the life that you lived and the life that you gave. We thank you for the promise that we have because you died on the cross and you rose again. We thank you that you are coming again and that we have a hope that is not in this world, it's not of this world. That we don't have to look for the things that this world has to offer. We don't have to look for those things to, to gratify us or to help us or to encourage us or to give us joy or peace or security. But God, that our hope, our security, our joy is in you. And all that is promised, all that is perfect, and all that is good is ours. And so God, as this scripture says, as it encourages us, God, I pray that you help those tonight that raise their hands. God, I pray, Lord, in this moment, as they say, I wanna make that vow of devotion to follow Jesus. I wanna commit my heart to him. I wanna stop pretending. I just wanna chase after him. God, I pray that you will help them and help each and every one of us, help me tonight to set our eyes on you. Set our eyes on heaven and to put everything else aside. Stand in the goodness of the grace of Jesus Christ and say, I am his son, I am his daughter, and today I am known in the kingdom of heaven. God help us to find joy, fulfillment, and excitement in Jesus and nothing else. Amen and amen. Come on,